This podcast is sponsored by Aurora Packaging Solutions, a global packaging solutions provider leading the transition to a more sustainably packaged future. They specialize in developing packaging and visual communication solutions that reduce the impact on the environment and bring sustainability goals to life. With a focus on partnership and service, they create a custom solution for your business. To learn more, please visit www.orapackaging.com. Welcome to Sustainable Packaging. This is Corey Connors, and I'd like to introduce my friend, uh, Mike Michael Dillon from Myers Printing. Very excited to have you on, sir. Welcome. Thank you, Corey. Thank you for having me. It's an honor. Of course. Michael, I was very excited to, to get to the the cards that you guys do, but we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit later. I want to talk about your background a little bit, kind of how did you get into this printing business and packaging business? Yeah, sure. So actually, most of my background, the, the first decade or so of my career was in the software startup world, which I love. Wow. You know, it's a phenomenally exciting world. Really, my inner nerd like couldn't love it more. Uh, just everything about it's so exciting to me. But, you know, and I, I was able to, you know, my last gig, I actually co-founded with a few other guys. It, it was an amazing experience. You know, it just wasn't the right lifestyle for me in terms of just being present with a, a growing family. And, and so I left the software startup world behind to join Myers about two years ago. And uh, that was my first foray into the print world, which has been amazing. I, I did not realize what a great community I was walking into, getting to know people like you, Adam Peak, a bunch of others. It's been fantastic. I've learned so much. And it, it's, it's really different, right? When you come from the startup world and then you go into one of these big manufacturing facilities, it's, it's pretty amazing. That's, that's absolutely true. I've heard that most people that get into packaging and printing don't leave ever because it's so it's such a specific world and it's such a great community to belong to that we all kind of just stay (laughs) we kind of every once in a while trade jobs but i agree it's it's a it's a great community yeah it's awesome and i I had no idea what it was going to make for an opportunity for me in terms of sustainability I, you know, I'm like a lifelong uh, science nerd and sustainability has been a big thing for me most of my adult life. But you know, when I started, you know, like the mid to late 2000s to get into sustainability, it was because of my love for tech, right? I just thought what what was going on with solar panels, with wind power, with everything else and renewables, you know, because back then there wasn't as big of a difference between what we now know solar can deliver immediately and what people thought maybe we'd get out of things like tidal power, right? So I was really grabbed by the the technology there. And that was like where my my interest in sustainability started more than a concern for the the state of our environment. But because I'm a a science nerd and, and stay in touch with you know, news from the scientific community, that's kind of changed over time, right? My concern, my immediate concern about the environment and and our climate has elevated a lot. And that's supercharged my interest in sustainability. I've been a scuba diver since I was 13, right? I've always wanted to scuba dive the Great Barrier Reef in Australia you know, haven't gotten to do it yet. And last year I read this, this article from the BBC saying that since 1995, more than half the corals have died through bleaching and, and, and primarily through, through bleaching due to climate change. And, you know, that's, that's horrifying, right? That's the kind of thing that's got me thinking, Hey, I'm going to go back to bike commuting, even though I got a 15 minute car ride now 
this would be an hour bike ride for me each way, but still, you know, you look at what's going on and, and it's important to me. And so I had no idea that I'd be able to sort of uh, scratch that itch in my professional career on a daily basis with sustainability in the print world. So that that's a bonus of getting into print for me. I totally agree. Absolutely right. And you mentioned a family, so you've got some kids. One kid, one okay. kid right now. Yep. Yep. Beautiful wife and a young kid who, who just turned one a month ago. Yeah. It's pretty, pretty easy to, to, to look at, at your child and say, okay, this is why it's important what we're doing. This is why sustainability matters because yeah. that child deserves it. And yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I think everybody cares a lot about that, right? But it puts it into a new context when you start thinking about like, you know, not just like what kind of legacy are you leaving for the broader world, but what, what will your children think of the decisions you make on a daily basis? You know, what, yeah. what will they think of whether or not I've decided to put solar panels on my house, which I don't have yet, but, but <laughs> like too soon sure. um, or drive an electric car, which I also don't do yet, but would also like to do soon. Right. right. It does change how you look at those decisions or has for me. I think it does for most people. Yeah, I agree. And yeah. So tell us about Myers printing. You, you mentioned you guys do sustainable packaging. And then you mentioned this, this, this card that's replacing plastic cards. I'm thrilled to learn about this. Yeah. So that's one of the cool things. Myers does a lot, right? So we produce labels, cards, packaging, and, and retail merchandising solutions, right? So dimensional displays, a lot of temporary displays, but also some, some semi-perm, some permanent, some interactive, you know, kind of a, the full gambit there. But yeah, that what we're doing in cards is really exciting. You know, back in, in I guess it would have been the early 2000s, well before my time at Myers, we were one of the first major producers of paper gift cards in the U.S. for the major, for the big retailers. And, you know, a few years ago, a couple of people at Myers said, Hey, you know what? It seems to me like there's a big opportunity with hotels yeah. who are using plastic cards. And as plastic cards go, PVC can be problematic. So PVC is typically what you're going to find a hotel key card made out of. And it's like, okay, problematic. What, what do I mean by that? Right. Well, the average lifespan of, of a hotel key card is three stays. So about two weeks. Wow. But PVC as a material has been engineered to be in working condition for about 80 to 100 years, assuming that it's not regularly in the sun or interacting with salt water or whatever, right? So it's just like it's a material that, that doesn't match the use case. And what's interesting is when I talk with my friends about this, right, they're like, well, I mean, how big of a deal is this, right? How, how many cards could hotels really go through? And like, what happens at the end? Is it, you know, whatever, right? And it's like, well, it, the average U.S. hotel is about 200 rooms. That hotel is going to have 12,000 key cards produced each year. And you add that up, we got a lot of hotels in the US, right? And you add that up, and we're talking about 1,300 tons of non biodegradable uh, plastic waste each year, right? So that, that's just shy of six times the weight of the Statue of Liberty made out of a material that when it does eventually break down, which is really more like granulating than like biodegrading, but it's releasing dioxin, right? Which is, which is a, a poisonous cumulative toxin. So when that breaks down and really little things eat that, well, bigger things eat those little things. And eventually that ends up impacting us and marine mammals and so on because it's a cumulative toxin. So we're talking about six times the weight of, of, the, of the Statue of Liberty each year in, in a totally unnecessary use case. So in my view, sure, we're not eliminating you know, fossil fuel emissions here, but <laughs> this is just, 
is one of those great pieces of low hanging fruit in, in, in the print sustainability world because paper cards, they're just as good. It's not right. like paper straws, right? Everyone who's used a paper straw goes, I appreciate what you're doing, but this doesn't work so well, yeah. right? Uh, our clients tell us they're just as durable within the lifespan that plastic cards ever actually get used anyway. Assuming Perfect. you're not swimming in the pool with it, it's just as good. <laughs> and you don't need new hardware. They don't cost more. So it's just this really easy switch for everyone to make. And because hospitality does care a lot about sustainability, it's this awesome win-win for everyone. An easy switch to a much better material. That's fantastic. And that, that could be used for, like you said, like gift cards and all kinds of things. I can think of like badges and, oh my gosh, there's so yeah. many uses for that. I just, I'm excited about it. Can you tell us about yeah. the, what Myers does for sustainable packaging? Yeah. So, so we, we do produce like folding cartons. We do some litho label on corrugate too, but for folding cartons, that's where we're going to see a lot more of the materials that are getting used that are like SF, FSC certified or SFI certified. So that's like a go-to for us when people ask us, Hey, wh what should we do for sustainable packaging? It's like, well, there's a lot of elements to that, right? One is about sort of the build, what, what materials are you using? What substrates are you using? Are you getting things that are that are certified for sustainability? And, you know, of course, I think a lot of groups have using, start switch to using inks that are that are easier on the environment and, and easier on us. So that's a common one too. And then also some work in labels. In labels, especially the way that you lay out how you produce it can have a, a really major impact, right? Yes. Um, recycling liner is a doable thing for labels, but it's not an easy thing and it's not a low energy thing. So getting particular with how you lay that out and which machine you run it on and how you position that on the web, there's this surprising amount of sustainability that comes out of just, hey, we don't even have to switch your materials. Let's just talk about how we're laying this out and, and, and what would you think if we could change this size? I mean, this yeah. is the amount of waste we can reduce. Is that good for you, for your customers? Is that a meaningful thing for your company? And that kind of fits into the packaging too, some. Yes, definitely. I was talking about that with, with a friend recently, actually Adam Peake, who, oh, yeah. who you mentioned. And he was talking about how if we remove, if we make the radius on the corners of labels, the, the appropriate radius, the machine can run faster and it, and it uses, it makes less waste material. And he was taught all of these things, just a simple change you know in radius you know instead of square corners go to a radius corner and then the web can come off easily and then it can be recycled you know things like this are are yeah just amazing it's amazing how much that can happen like within within the actual manufacturing facility right and i think it's important that all the manufacturers think about like hey what kind of recommendations can you give we give a lot of them, not all of them are good for our customers, but the ones that are, they're just these wins, right? That are sitting out there that if we're not all conscious of what we might want to propose, they just don't happen because not everyone's a print expert, right? So those of us who are should, should do exactly what Adam's talking about and, and make these suggestions. Yeah. Yeah. Simple adjustments can lead to massive sustainability. I really do believe that. We yeah. All, we all have that opportunity. And we all have that, I think, responsibility, I think is the right word, because, you know, it's such a simple thing to do. Why don't we all do it? 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. When I compare it to some of the other things we're doing, right. It, it's more like switching to led light bulbs or motion activating lights. It's a very accomplishable thing, right? We also made a commitment to use hundred percent carbon free electricity by the end of 2021. That is much more difficult. Even if you can buy it all from, from your electricity provider, right. From your utility group, it's not as straightforward as it seems actually. And, and you know, we've installed a bunch of solar panels. That's not as straightforward as it seems. And saying, well, hey, get a bunch of big Tesla battery packs. It's like, well, we're in Minnesota. It's negative 20 here. <laughs> Batteries don't love that, right? So those changes within manufacturing processes or the layout of a label, it's, it's just a very accomplishable sustainability goal. Yeah. Well, I think that leads right into my next question. What, what do you think is needed for us as, as a packaging and, and print world to be more sustainable? What, what things are, are the focus? Yeah, well, I think one of the things that's making a huge impact is just how much consumers demand it. So that's an awesome thing. It's, it's generally outside of our control, but I think the more that we advocate for it, you know, we, we can encourage it to continue. Beyond that, though, you know, investment in schools, investment in research programs, investment in scientific programs is, is really important. I think we're going to see a lot of solutions where, where the sustainable solution is simply better than the previous one. But if we, if we properly regulate our free markets and invest in, in these R&D programs and in, in these schools, it's going to become a lot more accessible where you can end up with solutions where it's like, hey, this is cheaper th than the previous version. And it's also more sustainable. And that's where you kind of, you pick up this, this critical steam and how quickly you're going and, and what kind of progress you're making. Absolutely agree. Absolutely agree. And and I love the focus on education. I had a conversation yesterday with Michigan State University's packaging school director. Yeah. And he was talking about how their focus is, is sustainability and packaging. And so he'll be on the podcast in a few in a month or two. But I'm totally excited about how the students and uh, the young designers are taking sustainability really at the forefront of all of this. Yeah, that's awesome. They have a great school there. It's a great, it's a great packaging program. Little shout out to the other U of M right here in Minnesota. <laughs> we, we call our own University of Minnesota the U of M as well. Um, <laughs> and, and the U of M, this is kind of a, not a widely known thing, but, but the U of M is actually one of the best chemical engineering programs in the world. You know, US News recently rated as tied as fourth with Stanford. So it's, it's a really excellent chemical engineering program. And, and when I hear uh, from the people I know who are tied into them, about what they're working on, what they're working on in terms of plastics engineering that make them far more recyclable and far more biodegradable. It's so exciting, right? Yeah. And you think about how sustainable packaging already is in a lot of areas and that there's these areas that aren't especially sustainable today and that's gonna change. And that's so exciting to me. And it's hard to underestimate the impact that education and research programs are having on making that possible so that you know those of us working at corporations can leverage, you know, those breakthroughs, those innovations that are coming out of those schools and deliver those more sustainable solutions to, to the brands and to the consumers. It's exciting. I think that's yeah. the word. It's exciting to see. It's a relief uh, a little bit that they're, they're being created, that they're in process, that they're being tested, they're being implemented. Yeah. We're, I'm hearing about some new polymer-based uh, packaging that will biodegrade within 90 days and, and without microplastics. I'm thinking, wow, this is unprecedented. This is right? so exciting. I know. That I, we, you know, you know. 
Yeah. You walk into our pantries. I, I don't want to have a pantry full of glass jars. I, I accept the glass is very recyclable and that's wonderful, but flexible packaging is so convenient for all of us and it packs up so well for shipping. The yeah. idea that we're going to be able to have that be very sustainable as well is like, yeah, you know, it's just awesome. I agree. And, and wasted food is not sustainable and heavy glass is great, but like you said, it's not the it's not possible to package everything in glass. Uh, right. So we need to to you know make that flexible packaging sustainable somehow. And I think we're in process of it. I'm yeah. hearing I'm hearing some rumors of some more things coming that the guy told me he can't talk about it yet, but <laughs> there uh, there's some exciting developments coming in that space as well. So. I'm thinking the same thing. I've got cool stuff that I wish I could spill the beans on other people's projects, but yeah. you know, when the time is right, they'll reveal it to all of us. And, and I, I just can't wait to keep seeing that happen. And I think, like you said, big companies are stepping up. Consumers are, are, are accepting of it and demanding it. I've heard stats about a younger generation being willing to pay more for packaging that's sustainable. And the numbers were really high. It's exciting. So I, I, I hope to see a, a more sustainable packaging in the future and environmentally friendly, you know, everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everybody can switch out their memes about us, us younger people and avocado toast for us overpaying for sustainable packaging. I'll be yes. glad to see that. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we should create for sure. All right. So how do we get a hold of you and, and Myers Printing? What's the best way? Well, you can always find me uh, on LinkedIn. You know, same thing with Myers. My email address is michael.dillon at, at myers.com. Myers, you can always find us on our website, right? M-E-Y-E-R-S.com. So that's probably the easiest way to, to get a hold of Myers. And if you reach out through any of those forums, I'll, I'll end up seeing it. Great. Um, or shoot me an email directly. Thank you so much, Michael. I really appreciate this. Great episode. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Yeah, thank you, Corey. This episode is sponsored by Specrite, the first purpose-built platform for specification management. So much has changed when it comes to packaging, and there's a new book to help you stay ahead of the curve, The Evolution of Products and Packaging, written by longtime packaging executive Mr. Matthew Wright helps you unpack industry trends and explains how you can use data to drive packaging, innovation, and sustainability. Download your free copy today at specright.com backslash book. That's S-P-E-C-R-I-G-H-T dot com backslash book.